There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Modern Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cook. Today's episode is all about how to practice integrity with real intention. I'm joined by Rob Chestnut, former general counsel and chief ethics officer with Airbnb Inc. A graduate of Harvard Law School and the University of Virginia, Rob joined Airbnb in 2016 and developed a popular employee program called Integrity Belongs Here. Today, he joins me to discuss his new book, Intentional Integrity, How Smart Companies Can Lead an Ethical Revolution. I began by asking Rob to explain the title of his book. What exactly is intentional integrity? Integrity is this notion of having some values or purpose in your life or in your company. That's your North Star. That's the way that you're going to operate. And if you have integrity, that means you're going to operate that way even when it's hard, even when no one's watching. Too often, we all think of ourselves as having integrity, and we it's a very vague concept, though. The idea of intentional integrity is you need to be purposeful about it. You need to define what you mean by having integrity in your life and what specific actions you want to take. And in a company, you've got to be specific, again, about how the company is going to operate. It's not a vague concept that's on a pretty poster with a lake and forest in the background. you got to bring it to life with specifics. Integrity looks great on a poster, but when hard business decisions need to be made, how can companies stand by those commitments? Rob shares his thoughts here. The old way of thinking was that when, you know, when business is good, then we can do the niceties of integrity and goodness. But, it, but business is a dog-eat-dog world, right? And we, we've got to make sure we get the work done. In today's world, there's a movement, really, with employees, with customers, with society at large to expect more from companies. The old days, companies were expected to do one thing, right? And that is make money. Shareholders are what matter. And when you focus solely on shareholders, you end up doing things with very short-term focus. You worry about this quarter's stock number, but you aren't worried about, you know, your factory that's polluting the air, or you're not worried about how the clothes are made on the other side of the world and what the conditions are for people there. And maybe you're not even really worried about your customers. You're worried about how can you get them to buy one more thing, not do the right thing. Those days are the old way of thinking 
is going out the window. What we've seen now is a widespread understanding that companies, we need more from companies. We need companies to step up and help solve some of the world's biggest problems. In order to do that, companies have got to be thinking not just about their bottom line number in the short term, but they've got to be thinking about their employees. They've got to think about, like at Airbnb, your guest and your host. You need to be thinking about what's good for society at large. The interesting thing, Rachel, though, is when companies start thinking about broader stakeholders and start thinking about making integrity part of business, the data shows that they actually perform better, that it resonates with customers and employees so much that Companies that operate with integrity actually end up outperforming the market and outperforming peer companies that don't focus on integrity. So the great thing is it's actually a win-win for everybody when you bring integrity up and integrate it into the way you do business every day. It's encouraging to see businesses thinking about the whole ecosystem in which they're operating, not just focusing on profit. Rob shares some thoughts on what has prompted this shift. I think the internet's played a big role in it. You know, the In the past, if an employee didn't like what was going on inside of their company, there wasn't a whole lot they could do about it. Things were just getting swept under the rug. Today, the Internet makes all employees potential whistleblowers. It gives employees a voice to speak out about what they don't like inside of a company, and they often find that the world is really listening. Same thing with customers. You know, if a customer had a bad experience in the past, People might not hear about it, but today the whole world hears about it. And I I think the Internet has been a really empowering way for the world to push companies toward better behavior. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells... Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Rob was the chief ethics officer at Airbnb, but most companies don't have such a title. So who actually owns integrity within a company? Maybe you've got that pretty laminated compliance poster that you bought from some company online for $30. You've got that posted up in the break room in the corner, but it's got the tiny little four-point font, and nobody ever actually reads that poster. The, The truth is you can't outsource integrity. Integrity is something that has to be owned by someone at the top of the company. If a CEO and a leadership team aren't aligned behind 
the way that a company should be operating and doing the right thing, then you'll fail. Because everyone will know that if a mid-level HR person puts up a poster or starts talking about it, everybody's going to say, yeah, but that's not the way things work around here. Integrity requires that you start at the top, that the leadership buy into the way that they're going to operate. And with that buy-in, you can then start to have a human, authentic conversation about integrity. Get away from the posters, get away from the outsource. Actually have leaders talk about it as part of the regular drumbeat of communication within a company. That's how you make a real difference. Great leaders understand this. Great leaders realize that in a time of crisis, that's when a company's character really shines through. And great leaders need to realize that people might be afraid to speak up. And really good leaders will go out of their way to let everyone know that they their voice needs to be heard and they want people to speak up. Rob talks a lot about leadership, how leaders should behave to bring integrity to life. But what, I asked him, should an employee do when they see an action or behavior that doesn't align to that company's promise? How can you safely call out bad behavior? I think so often there's fear in speaking up, but when people do speak up, they are surprised pleasantly to find out that other people feel the same way. And there is power in being able to speak up. You know, now more than ever, companies need to listen to employees. And a lot of times what leaders need is just a little bit of encouragement from others in the company to be doing the right thing. So my advice to people would be speak up with your manager, talk about what's on your mind and what you see, do it in a way that's constructive, that doesn't drive more fear, but do it in a way that everyone should understand that you are doing it because you care about the company and you want to see the company really reach its full potential. That's why you want to talk about it. And I think when you do it that way, you may find that others may speak up with you and agree with you, and you may be able to drive real change inside your company. I'm worried about the risk. I care about this company, and I, I know that if this sort of thing continues unchecked, it could be a real risk for the company, and I want to see this company succeed. How can we address this? By this point, Rob had offered a lot of wisdom for both leaders and employees. But what about job seekers? How can someone interviewing for a new job look for signals of integrity during the interview process? Rob had some great advice to share. I find that more and more employees want to work at a place that has values consistent with their own personal values. One thing I would do is I would start pulling up statements online. This is one of the great things about the internet. I'd start pulling up what a company actually says. What's its track record on issues? Does it speak out, for example, on racial injustice? Does it talk about the environment? Not just talk about it in a high-level way, but what sort of specifics is the company committing that it's going to do? What Does the company talk about its purpose and mission? You can often tell by looking at the way a company manages itself in its communications, what it talks about, you can find out what's really important. Another thing you can do is, you know, more than ever, there are a lot of resources for people to learn what really goes on inside a company. You know, websites like Glassdoor or the Blind app. We are all also increasingly interconnected. A website like LinkedIn may give us insights that who actually works at the company and who do you know that actually works at the company? I've been pleasantly surprised how often people will reach out and want to have a conversation like, Rob, you, you, you know, you used to work at this company or you've been an advisor to this company. Tell me what it's like on the inside. 
And I think people want to make sure that we all end up in a good fit, that we end up in a place that, that works well for us. And I think a lot of folks are willing to have a good constructive conversation if you come to them and say, hey, tell me what it's really about. This is what I'm about as a person. This is what I'm looking for. Is that the way things really operate inside of a company? So use the resources that are out there. Reach out to people. Do your reading and your homework. You can ask questions as well in an interview. But what's really interesting to me is what questions are you being asked in an interview? Because the kind of questions that you're being asked in an interview will often speak volumes about what's really important to a company. So listening to what they have to ask you in an interview can give you some important signals that you should pay attention to. Rob also shared a really inspiring story from his days at Airbnb when discrimination within its community was discovered. Let's talk about a code of ethics. And one of the things I talk about in the book is the importance of creating a code of ethics the right way. The wrong way to do it is to download something off the Internet. Another mistake that you will often see is one person will go off and will write the code of ethics and then come down like Moses with tablets and tell everybody this is the way that you need to operate. The best way to do it is to recognize that in companies today are increasingly diverse and everyone has a slightly different perspective on what integrity may mean to them. You are wise, I think, to realize that you may have your own background, your own socioeconomic background, your own religious background, your own ethnic background that colors how you view the world. Let me give you an example. At Airbnb, my first couple of months as the general counsel, the company was really racked with a scandal involving discrimination in Airbnbs. There was a Twitter handle, uh, Airbnb While Black. It reflected the fact that individuals of color were finding it difficult to get accepted into Airbnbs because of the color of their skin. So this led to quite a firestorm of criticism online and led to several lawsuits. So as the new general counsel, I go off to uh, do my research. And I head in for my first meeting with the CEO, Brian Chesky. And I start to talk to Brian about what are the legal issues here and what is Airbnb's legal responsibility? Is Airbnb liable as a platform when some host act in a discriminatory fashion? And do these housing laws apply to Airbnb? And as I start to go through the conversation, Brian holds up his hand and says, stop. He said, I don't care. I said, what do you mean you don't care? And he said, I don't really care about the law. He said, Airbnb's mission is around belonging. It's around helping people learn about what another place is like or what another culture is like. It's about helping people feel like they belong even when they travel by fostering immersive travel. So he said, so if this sort of behavior is going on on our website, we are failing as a company. And I don't care what the law says, we're going to fix it. So that was tremendously empowering for a lawyer to hear and really enabled us to go on a journey that really Airbnb is still on today of trying to recognize ways to fight discrimination on the website. But a real interesting takeaway for us was, why was it such a surprise? Why was Airbnb surprised to learn that there was discrimination going on at its website? I mean, when you think about it, right, there's discrimination all over the world. There's discrimination in housing everywhere. Why would Airbnb be any different? And one thing that we learned was Airbnb wasn't as diverse as a company as it needed to be. So when you looked around Airbnb, were there enough individuals of color in the rooms at Airbnb? And the answer was 
we had to recognize that we didn't have enough people working at Airbnb who had actually experienced discrimination themselves. If we had been more diverse inside the company, we would have recognized it as a problem a lot earlier and been able to avoid so many terrible experiences for individuals and been, I think, faster on the issue. So I think understanding how diversity can help you see so many different perspectives on a problem, avoid issues, be smarter as a company, will help you become, I think, a company of integrity that will be able to do the right thing a lot faster. By this point, we had talked a lot about the responsibility of leadership and organizations. But what, I asked him, about each of us as individuals? How does he advise people to define an individual's sense of integrity? We all tend to give ourselves a break. If When I walk into a room for a talk, I'll often ask people, you know, show of hands, how many people here have integrity? Well, everybody raises their hand. We all believe that we are basically good human beings that want to do the right thing. The problem is that we don't get very specific with ourselves. We tend to see the world through our own eyes and will therefore often give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. I'll give you a, a great example. I tell this in the, in the book, the story of Dan Ariely at Duke University. You know, Dan Ariely is a behavioral scientist who studies dishonesty. He does a study where he puts number of subjects in the room and hands out a sheet of math problems. And then he says to everybody, I want you to start doing the math problems, but I'm not going to give you enough time to finish. When I say stop, I want you to stop. The sheet goes out. People start doing the math problems. He says stop. Pencils go down. He then says, I want you to come up one by one to the front of the room, put your math worksheet in the shredder. And then as you leave the room, go to the proctor, tell the proctor how many problems you did. And we'll give you a dollar for every problem that you did. So people start walking up, they go to the shredder, they tell the person how many math problems they did, they get their money and they leave. What Dan Ariely doesn't tell people is that the shredder only shreds the outer edge of the piece of paper. So he actually knows exactly how many problems everyone in the room did do. What percentage of people tell the truth? And this, by the way, Dan has done this study with tens of thousands of people all around the world, different cultures. Gender doesn't matter. Race doesn't matter. Nationality doesn't matter. Only about 30% of people tell the truth. 70% of people are dishonest here. But most people aren't dishonest by a lot. They fudge a little bit. They'll usually go within one or two or three problems with this. The truth is, unless we specifically commit to the way that we want to operate and even think about problems in advance, put ourselves in a position like, what would you do if you were in a room and someone made an inappropriate remark, uh, a man made an inappropriate sexual remark to a woman, what would you do? Now, in the moment, you might be so shocked by the remark that you might let it go, or you might see a couple of other people just laugh, and therefore you might just laugh along too and ignore it. I think real integrity comes from thinking about those sorts of situations in advance and saying, you know what, if I were in that position, or when I am in that position, what am I going to do? Make the decision in advance about how you're going to handle it, because that makes it a lot easier in the moment to step up and make that decision. So a big part of in personal integrity for, for me is think about what you really stand for and don't give yourself a pass too easily. Be specific about what you mean by integrity. Thinking about those things in advance, I think, helps you lead a life where integrity can be your North Star. 
I think it's also okay to be kind to ourselves and realize that there are going to be moments that aren't our best, where maybe in hindsight, we didn't handle something well. We're human, we're not perfect. So go back, reflect, and if it's something you're uncomfortable about, you can often undo things by having the self-awareness. Maybe go in the, the example I gave, go back to the woman whose presence that comment was made and say, you know something? I want you to know I've been thinking about this and I really regret the way that I stood there and didn't say anything. I owe you better than that. I need to be the kind of person that steps up and speaks up on your behalf in those circumstances. And I want to apologize. And I'm going to actually go now have a conversation with the person who made that remark. Let them know that it was inappropriate and express my regret for not speaking up in the moment. If you handle it that way, I think you may find that you may earn the respect of, of all the individuals involved because you didn't just let it pass and do the easy thing. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Rob and took some inspiration you're ready to put into practice. Let me know what you thought or send a question my way. Check out the links in my bio for all the ways you can reach me. You can check out my website at leadabovenoise.com. Or follow me on the Modern Mentor Podcast page on LinkedIn, where I share content, videos, and inspiration you'll only find there. Join me for another great episode next week. And until then, thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.